Hi there, and a very warm welcome, as every Friday, to Bergos Now. My name is Aurelia Rauch, and my guest today is Frederik Carstensen. Hi, Frederik. Hi, Aurelia. Stock market time when you're here. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been a minute since you were here. Well, since we discussed that topic, I think. So maybe we can start with sort of a resume, a looking back onto what happened in the first six months. It's uh, incredible. We're already in July now. Um, so what was going on? It's a, it's a good time to review the first half of the year mm -hmm. and, and have a look at equity market performance uh, in the first six months. You're right. Um, so equity markets, global equity markets performed surprisingly well this first half of the year, mm -hmm. I have to say, especially considering um, the horrendous year 2022, <laughs> which, w which accounts for all asset classes. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, equities performed uh, well in the US and Europe. Um, they are up double digits year to date. The US equity market has technically entered a new bull market, which means th it has risen more than 20% since the lows last year. Mm -hmm. um, the S&P 500 and local currencies almost 17% plus this year. Um, the best performing regions of the four regions we mainly look at here is Japan, Japanese equities um, measured by the topics index and local currencies up more than 20%. If we look into the details, however, the the performance is not as impressive as the headline return suggests. Okay. Um, one has to look a bit underneath the surface. In the US, um, it was seven ultra-large cap growth companies that were driving the markets, among them Apple, Microsoft, Meta, NVIDIA, Alphabet, Tesla, and Amazon. Mm -hmm. They've been called the Magnificent Seven um, recently, and they're all part of the NASDAQ 100 index. And the NASDAQ 100 index is up almost 40% year-to-date. That was the best first half of the year for this index. And if you compare it to, for example, US small caps and the equally weighted S&P 500, on the other hand, um, these indices have hardly gained since the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. When we look at Europe, it was um, luxury goods manufacturers that were driving up returns um, from the consumer discretionary sector. And globally, these three sectors, consumer discretionary, technology and communications, have been the best performing sectors in the first half of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, on the other hand, energy sector, which was the best performing sector last year, um, has lagged significantly behind. Okay, so that I think was sort of the recap, right? Can I ask you, Freddy, what drives the market at the moment? What are the what are the main sort of influences for it to be positively or negatively influenced? So um, we see some economic but also some political and geopolitical factors that um, could some could cause some turbulence in the short terms. Um, economic output is, is slowing down. And, and obviously the biggest uncertainty, uh, which we have throughout the whole year already, is, is inflation and central bank reaction towards inflation or the interest rate developments. Mm -hmm. And in the US, the core inflation remains still high. In the UK, it's particularly stubborn. Mm -hmm. And 
the the key question nowadays is um how do central banks react to it if if they raise rates further or they uh, keep rates higher for longer then there's a risk of a significant slowdown in economic output so ideally th this should be avoided um, and the higher interest rates also have the the risk of um, a liquidity crisis which we've seen for example at the beginning of the year in the u.s banking sector right okay Freddy, that's the that's the sort of looking back the current situation now of course i'm going to ask for the third part of this looking ahead what do you think is to be expected in the second half of this year so as i said we had, have seen quite a positive performance in global equity markets um, since the beginning of the year and we think from this point onwards um, the, the the opportunities for the second of half of the year are, are rather limited um, so considering the four dimensions that we always look at the yeah. macroeconomic environment the economy microeconomic the company earnings the valuations the technical picture the investor sentiment and positioning right we see some improved sentiment um, investors are more optimistic we see this as a, as a contrarian indicator and um, which should call for some kind of caution and if we look at valuations for example we always look at the yield gap which is um, the earnings yield of equities minus the earnings yields of bonds and this has become less and less attractive over the the recent month um just compared to a few years ago mm -hmm. so so equities don't appear that attractive at the moment from a valuation standpoint okay another factor that we are considering is the volatility index which okay. um looks at the uncertainty in the in the market and it's currently trading for several weeks now at post covid lows which kind of indicates that market participants may have become a bit complacent and in fact the market hasn't seen a setback of more than three percent the s p hasn't seen a setback of more than three percent since the beginning of march and usually this happens every few weeks right, so right. so this would actually be rather normal and also quite healthy so um there's some risk of of some market setbacks on the other hand we are now at the end of the Fed hiking cycle and when we look at history um, especially the S&P 500 tends to perform quite well the 12 months following the last rate hike on average the S&P 500 gained 16% um, so this doesn't necessarily mean that that we have to see a setback mm. and also I mentioned the volatility index if the VIX remains at these very low levels systematic strategies are forced to enter the market because they are still if we look at positioning they are under invested in equities at the moment so this could still drive equities further mm -hmm. freddy and then i guess another question would be um, regarding regions so where are you at the moment particularly looking towards exactly if we look at our house view we we look at the overall quota regions and the sectors and and i just like summarized our view for the second half of the year just to finish this up um 
our overall quota is is neutral we see a, we have a neutral allocation in equities at the moment but we think it's a good idea at the half of the year to do a rebalancing where you return accumulated profits to the target weightings because the maybe the seven companies that i mentioned in the beginning have risen to a level which is away from their target weights so maybe reduce them and, and take some profits and uh, go back to the target weightings so overall we have a neutral overall allocation in terms of regions um, we hold on to our overweight in the us um, we are still positive because the us is a bit further advanced in the rate hiking cycle we expect one more rate hike uh, in the US this summer, in, in Europe, for example, we expect two more and then interest rates to more or less remain a bit elevated in Europe. In, in the US, we can, the market is expecting um, already rate cuts at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. and, and this should usually benefit growth companies. And we see those growth companies primarily in the US. I mentioned them in the beginning, these seven they they can be found in the nasdaq in the us so we still see some further upside potential for them and and for use equities mm -hmm. second uh, regions where we remain overweight is japan Re japan has relatively low inflation compared to the other regions right the central bank policy is rather expensive we're seeing some net inflows into japan warren buffett for example was positive on uh, turned positive on on Japan recently the Nikkei index has recently reached its highest level since the 1990s mm. and so we we remain positive on Japan and we offset this by an underweight in uh, in the emerging markets especially on China we are quite cautious still we see some geopolitical problems um with regard to China and, and Taiwan, but also with the US election coming up next year, there, there might be some increased tensions between the US and China, which could hurt earnings expectations or growth expectations in China. And also China hasn't really managed to keep up or the post-COVID recovery in China is proving somewhat underwhelming. Uh, and so we remain cautious um, on China and underweighted emerging markets. Okay, Freddy, and now I guess last one uh, about actual positioning of, you know, what, what are the sectors that we should be looking at? Um, so in terms of sectors, um, we are broadly positioned. We see still some um, potential for U.S. growth stocks, as I mentioned. Uh, the beginners of the first half of the year, but we could also see some broad um, advancement of the remaining stocks uh, if the if we see a broad recovery um, of the economy. So um, broadly positioned, we recently made two sector changes. We increased the European industrial sector from neutral to overweight. So the industrial sector in Europe is benefiting from the Europeans net zero industry act and regulations that will accelerate the transition to renewable energies. Mm -hmm. 
And the second sector change we recently made was with regard to consumer staples. Uh, this is a rather defensive price sensitive sector. And yeah. we think that if inflation continues to, to decrease, um, that companies will have much more difficult time to pass on price increases to their end consumers. So the earnings um, expectations are rather limited for this sector. Freddy, you're looking at me like you're done. Uh, for now, I'm done, yeah. <laughs> If you don't have any other questions. Mm, no, I'm, I, I think I'm good. I am also partly good because I read all of your contributions for reflection. So let me maybe notice that towards our listeners at the end of this because we have this um, you know, quarterly magazine that is a, a really thorough uh, overview of all the asset classes and our house view and details on it. And it was published actually just a couple of minutes before we sat down to, to talk here. So anybody who's interested in knowing a bit more, uh, turn to our website. That's where you can find reflections and, and all the details. Um, amongst them, Frederick's essay for the um, equity. Okay, other than that, Freddy, nothing left for me to say, but thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Aurelia. And we thank you, as always, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you're back when we're back next Friday with more from Pegasus Now. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>